Alex, we're back. <laughs> we're back. I think I'm going to start the episode today because Adam, I sent him a text last night with a picture, something that Sportsnet put up, and he was not too happy about it. So I'm going to do the intro. The Matthews jersey is still not hung up. We don't have baseball on today. We have a movie because Sportsnet Central is just repetitive. So we're going to start with something quite interesting. Let me read the text that I sent Adam last night. I just want to point something out. Oh, God. This is a transition. But, oh, um, you want to know what happened last night? Yeah. Sidney Crosby's uh, number was retired. Yeah, I saw that. And the, well the, the QMJ show. The QMJHL. Yeah. No one will ever wear 87 in that league ever again. Yeah. Just to point out some stuff about oh, Sidney Crosby oh, and his time in the Ramuski. He had two seasons, 101 games played, 120 goals, 300 Wow. Since then, he has two Art Ross trophies, yeah. two Scon Smites, oh, two no. Hearts, a so... a Mark Messier trophy, okay. two Ted sorry, two Ted Lindsay's, and two Rocket Richard trophies, a gold and a silver in the World Juniors, a gold in the World Cup of Hockey, he was the MVP of the damn tournament, a gold in the World Championships, and two Olympic golds. Three Stanley Cups. That is a winner. That is one of the best Adam, winners are you, in the league. Are you mad? So you send me this post last night. Are you mad? That, that <laughs> Sportsnet decided to ask who has the better chance of making the playoffs oh, no. this year. The Edmonton Oilers or the Montreal Canadiens? The reason I bring up Sidney Crosby <laughs> is because he is considered oh. by many the best player in the league. The yeah. person that I would argue is right now, now that the regular season has come and I'm putting away this whole Nathan McKinnon thing, is okay. Connor McDavid. Right. Now, I have a lot of stuff here. Okay. Connor McDavid, yeah. to give you some perspective, I talked about Crosby's numbers when he played in the queue. In the OHL, Connor McDavid, 166 games played, 128 goals, 285 points, 120 of which were in his draft year. Yeah. So Daniel Charo thought he would have 80 points in his draft year coming in. And he probably would have if he wasn't hurt by Brandon Manning, a guy they traded for. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So, to okay. add to McDavid's little resume yeah. here, a world championship goal, a world juniors goal, and an under-18 tournament. Two Art Ross trophies, robbed of the Calder, a heart, two Lindsay's, and four seasons in the NHL, Who? 372 points in 287 yeah. games. So, 300-point seasons. Every year he gets more points, and the Oilers still cannot make the playoffs. Who won the Calder, his rookie? Artemi Panarin. Oh, because he got in. Yes, 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 yes. I forgot, I forgot. These are the top cap hits of the Edmonton Oilers. McDavid, obviously. Leon Draisaitl, one of the only 50 goal scorers we've had about in the last six years. The last yeah. time we had two people score 50 goals was Malkin and Stamkos. Yeah. Since 2010, there has been four players, or five I think, who have scored 50 goals in this league. Yeah. The Oilers have one of those players. They have the best player in the world who's getting better every single year, and they still can't make the playoffs. Again, their highest cap hits, McDavid, fantastic, Drysdale, fantastic, Leon, sorry, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, who had a career year, still didn't make it last year. Their fourth highest, James Neal, who they had to retain salary on loot sheets again, and their fifth highest cap hit, Miko Koskinen. How about their defense? Is our Oscar and Darnell Nurse is up this year, and they have one point five million dollars in cap space. Okay, I have a question. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm, you're not I'm done. going on here. Okay, you're done. Since two thousand one, two thousand two, yeah. they have made the playoffs three times. Yes. Three times. All right. Now, we all know they traded 
the pick that was eventually going to turn into which player on the New York Islanders? Matthew Barzell. Now, I got this mixed up a couple weeks ago, but I've gone back and I've done some research. That it wasn't their direct pick that led to Anthony Beauvillier, but it was a trade that they did with Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. which then also they traded with the Rangers. So they did contribute to the Beauvillier pick. They traded Eberle for nothing. They traded yeah. Paul for Adam Larson, who is complete trash now. All respect to him. Oscar Clefbaum, they won't play healthy. Chris Russell still has a modified no-trade clause. Two more years on that deal. How dare you? How dare you try and compare that team to Montreal, who have Carey Price on the back end, Keith Kincaid looks great, the youth, the depth, Paul Byron, Tomas Tatar, Brendan Gallagher, Shea Weber, Victor Mete, Jeff Petrie. Do I need to continue? No. No, no. That's why I sent you. That's why I sent you the the image last night. And my first, my the text I sent you was, um, like I would be offended. Like I would personally be offended because yeah, the they have um, they have McDavid, but like. You always like. I think something you always say is you can never count out Sidney Crosby. No. But so yeah, you can never count out Connor McDavid. He's going to score a hundred points, but the team around him is so bad that yes, I can count out the Edmonton Oilers. It is amazing to me. I will say this again. Yeah. Oscar Clefbaum, sweetheart deal. Darnell Nurse on a great bridge right now that's going to bite them at the ass in Denver this year, by the way. 50 goals, 50 goal scorer Leon yeah, Dreisaitl and the best damn player on this planet. He uh, yeah. took less money. I agree. Oh, yeah, he took less money. cap hell right now. Yeah, so I have a question. Yes. I have a question. Um, we know for the last how many years that it's been run by... It, well, first Peter Shirelli. Longer than then, I have been a fan. Then it the goes. Shit. Yeah. Then it goes. Before that, whoever was in charge, I don't. The name's not coming to me. But Ken Holland's now the GM of the Edmonton Oilers. We saw what he did in Detroit. And yes, at the end of his at the end of his tenure in Detroit, things were not going so well. You know, you see him sign. Guys like Jonathan Erickson, Danny DeKaiser, Justin Abdelkader, Justin to deals that were okay, that were not very good. They're not. I'm not even gonna say okay. They were not very good. But by the time they did that, they had already won cups, right? Yes. Right. So that's okay. So, do you think that that with Ken Holland as your general manager, he will change things in Edmonton? No, you okay? So let me. But let we're me we're talking. But we're talking about a uh, excellent general manager. Like it's not like we're throwing someone in there, right? Like it's not like we're taking garbage Peter Shirelli and putting in some random guy. When was the last time Detroit won a cup? I'm not sure, but they won. They won a cup. Is the point I'm making? I know, but the point I'm making is that they've won a cup. He is. He has built a team in Detroit. I'm not arguing that Ken, like the the last part of his tenure was not good. But think about how many years they consistently made the playoffs. Look at how they even how they drafted. Look at the players that are on their team right now. 
look away from the old garbage players. Look at the players that they've developed. Developed. Develop. Or developing. developing. They're currently developing. <clears throat> you have Dylan Larkin, Anthony Mantha, Philip uh, Zadina, Dennis Cholowa. I can't even say his last name, but you know who I'm talking. Dennis Cholowski. Mm-hmm. Like there's players there, but the thing is, they're in such a they were in such a deep hole that I, I looked at the replies on this this tweet right. And I saw someone say, I won't call out his username, but he said, Oilers. I'm liking the changes they made this offseason. They didn't make any changes. They, That's the problem. They traded Lucic for, for 32-year-old James Neal. Yes, but I when we talked we talked about that trade. We said it, whoever wins that, like, if there's a winner of that trade, we both agreed that it would be Edmonton because – you never know with J. You James Neal had one bad season. He did not work with the coaching staff, work well with the coaching staff in Calgary. If you put him with Connor McDavid, how many goals does James Neal score? The problem is with James Neal is he was never the fleetest <clears throat> foot, and he's getting even older in a right. league where speed is so important. But going back to this, just hold on. Okay. I like the changes they made. They brought in Mike Smith, who is a ghost at this point. Mm-hmm. Neal. Who, by the way, there was no, there's barely any cap space, cap savings with the Neil trade because they had to retain salary on Lucic. By the way, what other changes? I'm looking at this roster. Okay, Smith, Koskinen, they're both terrible. Joel Pearson on defense, that's not a real person. Matthew Bennett is still there. Brandon yeah. Manning is still there. Donor Nurse. Chris Russell, Oscar Clefbaum, Adam Larson. There's no change there. No, there, there's no change. And then on forward, obviously, we have their big three. Then there's James Neal, Sam Gagne, Alex Chason, who only got 20 goals because he had a massive heater. Look, at, if you look at the numbers, yeah. that's not going to happen again. No. Marcus Granlin, do I even need to talk about Zach Cassian. Zach Cassian, Jujar Kara, Josh Archibald, Joachim Nygaard, Riley Shahan, who couldn't score a goal a few years ago, Thomas Yurko, yeah. who, by the way, that's a former Detroit guy that Harlem brought in. He's a freaking 13th forward. What is this? No, I agree. You know what? This, but I agree with what you're saying, but I'm, I'm on their cat-friendly page right now. Other than McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins... J- James Neal, Chason, and Jujar Kara. All the other deals are one-year deals. Even their defense, Clefbaum, Larson, and Russell, are the only deals that ex- go past one year. Darnell Nurse, they have to resign. Brandon Manning, probably not coming back. Matthew Benning, they're going to resign. Joel Person, they're going to resign. And listen, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you that Edmonton has a better chance. Than Montreal, I I completely disagree with that with that idea, but I'm looking at the players that are on the team. They have young players, young players who can come up, and I like the fact that they signed one year deals rather than going out and saying, you know what, come for three years, come for four years. It that's stupidity. That 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 doesn't work. The fact that they have these players on one-year deals and they have young players who are who can come up within the next one to two years, I don't see as a problem. I'm going to read you some names. They have Cooper Meredy, Kyler Yamamoto, Ryan McLeod, Tyler Benson, Kirill Maximov. Uh, who else? There's Joseph Gambardella, who could be a who's a bottom six forward. 
Then on defense, Philip Broberg, Evan Bouchard, Ryan Manta, Caleb Jones, Ethan Bear. And then their goalies, they don't have... I, I Listen, there's Olivier Rodrigue, Stuart Skinner, and Shane Starrett. That's it. I don't think those are going to be elite goaltenders, but they will be somewhat starters. I'm not arguing with you that Edmonton is going to make the playoffs. I'm not arguing with you that Edmonton has a better prospect pool has a better chance of making the playoffs i'm just saying that they're set up hopefully for the future and the reason i brought up ken holland before is because i don't think ken holland's the guy who's going to say look fine we're kind of gonna make the play like we we were hopeful we might hit a wild card spot and say i'm gonna trade the entire prospect pool to bring in guys who are who are veterans or who will make the team better because he knows that if he does that now they're starting from scratch again i don't think ken holland is that type of general manager alex i want you to look into my eyes what do you see you look upset my head hurts yeah i'm 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 on your side okay we won't talk about the we talk about the oilers all the time they also have yesi pulyarvi i'm just saying I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah, let's see if they can develop any of those young players that we can talk. Right, anyway. but that's the point. That's the point I'm making is that they're making changes. It's not as if so. Sure, his what he's saying is from the players' perspective. No, they made zero. They made barely any changes. They're still signing okay guys on one-year deals. A monkey could have drafted Evan Bouchard and Philip Roberg when they were available. They were top what? ten picks. I understand, but okay, they also could have selected anyone else. Could have selected Cole Caulfield. They don't need another goal scoring forward. They need, they need deep. No, they Cole need Caulfield defense. The Edmonton Oilers need right handed defensemen. They need wingers. They have no one. The Pittsburgh Penguins have proved to us that you can have a shell. You can only have one or two good D back there, and you're fine. But you need scores, you need depth on the wing. Am I wrong? Okay, you're not wrong, but in the Edmonton Oilers case, they literally have no one on the right side. Caleb Jones and Ethan Bear are nowhere near top defensemen. Do you know who's a right winger? Who's a right winger? I understand, but you're playing Leon Dreisaitl on the wing. We've already, like, we've talked about this. That's a problem, because even Tippett himself has said, oh, we'll see how it goes. No, 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 no. They've got this new guy, and he hasn't even come out and said we need to separate them. Right, because you're not going to separate them until you get rid of Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I, I don't know if you get rid of Right, so then you play Leon Dreisaitl on McDavid's wing. I don't agree with it. I think you have a, a three of McDavid... Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins but that's not going to happen because Ryan Nugent Hopkins it's not going to be the same no it's not because look at what happened to Nazem Kadri you brought in John Tavares and Nazem Kadri the next year did not play well at all no but then he gets you Tyson Berry so Um, Alex why don't we move on okay let's move on I think I've gotten it all out so I'll 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 steer the ship now awesome Um, Alex I stopped by Tim's on the way here. I feel bad I didn't get you anything, but I, I kind of did. Um, Alex, this is the time of year where I waste the most money because NHL trading cards are back at Tim Hortons. Oh, my God. A dollar for purchase. Please sponsor us. Please sponsor um, us. 
So there's a pack here. I have two packs here, one yeah. for each of us. Uh, which one do you want? The one on my left or the one on my right? Uh, the one on your right. Okay. So, Alex, let's. Uh, what I want you to do is now close. Oh, I open this. Open them, but let's not look at them. And we'll each. You're oh. looking at it. You sorry, just sorry. At no, it. no, I didn't see the name. Okay, I, I just saw the just picture. Randomly pull out. Try and. I know it's a goal looking. Pull out the middle card because that's the, normally the, just an extra one. The middle card. The middle card. And then let's How just, many cards are there? There's three. Okay. Now pull out the middle card and let's put okay, them on the table and see okay. what we got on three. three. One, two, two. three. Elias right. Patterson. You got a special, what is that? A gold. I don't know. Let me see. You you look at it. Oh, Alex Alex got a gold etchling Elias Patterson. Who did you get? I got a highly decorated I win. Jonathan Quick. I win. You do win. I win. Even though this is a this points out that all oh, Jonathan Quick a two time Stanley Cup yeah. champion. Uh, a yeah. two-time William Jennings Trophy winner, and a Colin Smythe winner, but he's, of okay. course, garbage now. All right, now He's not garbage. Don't say that. So, of course, you I'll both. give you round one. We'll figure out what we're doing with this point. Yeah, I don't know. All right, yeah. let's grab another one. Okay, of the bottom cards. one or top one? Uh, whichever one. doesn't matter. Okay, three, two, two one. one. Who'd you get? Mark Stone. I Damn. got Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I'll give you that one. I'll give I you that know. one. All right, okay, last right? cards. One, two, Three. Connor McDavid. I got Andy Phillips. God damn it. All right. Man. That was fun. That was fun. I, I always it. I always like to make lineups of the cards I get. So Well okay. I have enough sentiment though. I got I got Malkin, I have Crosby. That's my lineup. Would you like to make a trade? No. I'm, I'm assuming McDavid's untouchable. No, no, I don't want to make a trade. Okay. Right. But I told you before the show started that if I got Carry Price, I trade. Yeah. Carry Price. That's normally until I get I, I once I get Carry Price, I normally stop buying them. But every year I try and get them. Well, I'm pretty happy with the three cards I got. So. Yeah. Oh look, it's Connor McDavid. Yeah, really three, nice stats for me, Alex. Uh, 2015-16, 45 games played, 48 points. 16-17, 82 games played, 100 points. 17-18, 82 games played. 106 points. 108 points. Sorry. Read that wrong. 18-19. 78 games. 116 points. I hate the Oilers so much. I'm just putting that out there. Um, Alex, do you hate babies? Do I hate babies? Do you hate babies? No. Have you ever flown with a baby near you? Oh, no. I feel like I know what you're going to talk so about. So I saw a CBC article. I know what you're going to talk that, about. That that it's it's this um this company in japan yeah and what they've done is um they're letting it when you go this like your seat yeah shown that there's a baby nearby so were you, you watching overdrive no I oh because it was overdrive. on overdrive I, I, honestly i saw the cbc article come out oh, okay. i was like oh i didn't know they talked about it on overdrive yeah yeah they talked about it yesterday wow. but yeah I, I just thought that'd be really funny to bring up that's quite funny uh alex there's a lot to talk we about have here. so much so there's there's the whole situation in toronto there's a situation in montreal and then we have the rfa sign which would you like to talk about first? uh it's your choice you go okay um oh boy uh let's just get to the signings then okay uh, okay as who you well want to talk as, about first you know Atina, let's talk about justin paul Okay, Justin Falk. So, Justin Falk, of course, there were trade rumors surrounding him. It sounded like he was going to go to Anaheim. Yes. He speculated about possibly Winnipeg. But uh, I was not surprised about it. We were in the middle of class. Yeah, yeah we were. Newsroom day. For we those of you who don't know, it's normally a very stressful day. 
And I'm, I'm editing, <laughs> I'm focused, and Alex walks up to me with this grin on his face. I'm like, oh, you're going to like this he, one. He's like, I don't need to interrupt, but you, you're going to want to see this. I'm like, oh, what? And it's the St. Louis Blues have acquired Justin Falk and a fifth. This doesn't get done without that fifth, Alex. Oh, for sure. From the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for a seventh in 2021, Joel Edmondson and forward prospect Dominic Bach. That's the big one, I think, in yes. this trade. Uh, of course, then Justin Falk signed a seven-year extension, $45.5 million of an AAV of 6.5. Oh, no trade clause in the first five years. Mo- mo- modified no trade clause in the final two years. Okay, so he's going... He's turning 28 in March. Mm-hmm. So he'll be he'll be 28 when the deal kicks in. Yeah. So he'll be 35 by the end of the deal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this cap hit, there's there's two ways this is going. This cap hit could either be extremely irrelevant by that time or it could it could be relevant. Like it it, it depends how what the cap cap is at that time. I like the first couple years, I think the first two or three years, I think this deal may be worth it. Mm-hmm. But that back half of the deal, especially that it's a no trade clause and then a modified no trade clause, will be quite interesting for the St. Louis Blues, considering the other players they have. Uh, there's a few angles to this. Okay. And what I want to focus on is the talk of what does this mean for Alex Petrangelo? Yes. Yeah, that was my next point. Now, of course... You may not have remembered this, but the Blues were really bad last year. Up until New Year's, then they won the Cup a few months later. Yeah. Um, so, and there was rumors originally then, like they were looking at moving like guys, like Petrangelo, Tarasenko. Tarasenko. There, there was rumors that it was going to be some sort of view involving William Nylander with Toronto. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, apparently, um, when St. Louis, early in the season, I think they have an Eastern road trip, because I know Montreal's second home game is against the, uh, is against the Blues. Uh, apparently, um, Pere- no, not Pareko. I, I, how did I forget his name? Alex Petrangelo's agent will be meeting with the Blues when uh, they come to Toronto. Okay. The agency is based out. And they're going to talk um, contract then. But I don't know. It, it's it's interesting. If they lose Pere- um, Petrangelo, I don't think that a Falk-Pareko combination would really be better. No, it won't be better. It's the thing, it, it, again, it comes down to the cap. Right now, you have a right side of Petrangelo, Pareko, and Justin Falk. Which, say what you want about... Which is a great right side. Now, of, of course, people do criticize Justin Falk for his two-way game, but we have talked a right. lot about what a defenseman is in today's NHL. But. Right, we, we've talked about it. I, I'm just worried about ice time. I think, I think it's a pretty big concern because Petrangelo plays on the power play, right? Yes. So you're going to go back to playing because you can't play Justin Falk on the uh, penalty kill. No, no. No, God, no. So you're looking at either going back to a a two defenseman power play or you or you don't play Petrangelo or one of Petrangelo Pareko on the power play. That that's the thing because one of them is playing on the third pair. What is your third pair? Are you going to evenly spread out the ice time to make it twenty twenty twenty, or around that? You're going to try your. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. If you're Craig Berube and you see that you have a right side of Petrangelo, Pareko, and Falk, what do you do? 
I just laugh because I'm the Stanley Cup champion. Right. I mean, I no, I know, I game. know, I know. But you look at the left side. You got Bo Meester, Gunnarsson, and Vince Dunn. That worries me. That worries me a little bit. Carl Gunnarsson, sure. Like, he's he's a good defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Bomeister is 36. He was a day away from hitting waivers last year. Yeah. And Vince Dunn is obviously 22, and he's... He's good. He's good. But... <sighs> then maybe you play one of them off there on the left side? That's that's what I'm thinking. I, I If you want... I always talk about when... It, when Montreal needs that left-handed defenseman to move the puck, is no matter how bad he is in his own zone, you stick him with Shea Weber, and Shea Weber does all the difficult work. Right. You could say that, like, whoever, if you want Justin Falk to play with a reliable stay-at-home defenseman, Alex Petrangelo can be that. It's a matter of if he can play on his offhand. Yeah. That's the thing. Because we saw this, I, I, I hate Brick continuing bringing up Toronto, but I'm going to do it again. Um, we saw it this year. You bring in Jake Muzzin. You try Morgan Riley on his offhand, and you see that Morgan Riley really does not like playing on his offhand. Like it's just it doesn't look it doesn't look good. And the same goes with Jake Munson, and Jake Gardner. I wouldn't even try playing on his on no. his offhand. So I want to see like I haven't watched St. Louis preseason games. To be honest, I've barely watched Leaf preseason games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I want to see what happens during the regular season. If they play them on three separate lines or if they put them together. Yeah. All right. Um, then I say we go from a trade and we talk about some signings. But wait. I was Sorry. I just realized I forgot to bring something up. What? The Carolina Hurricanes just mm-hmm. brought in another de- left-handed defenseman. I don't want to talk about Carolina doing something good. They no, but why? Why do wait, they wait, keep yeah, doing yeah. this? Why do, why do they keep now? doing this? Like great, you want you got Dominic Bach, who's a great former first round pick. Yeah, great name too. Great name, Bach. great like yeah. So sorry, uh, Daily Faceoff has uh, Petrangelo, Pareko, and Justin Falk all on separate lines. Just to bring that up before we move forward, mm-hmm. Carolina has now has who do they have on their left side? Jacob Slavin, mm-hmm. Jake Gardner. Mm-hmm. Joel Edmondson yeah. and Gustav Forling. Isn't where's Hayden Fleury playing? I know he's a lefty. Yeah, and Hayden Fleury. And he, oh, okay, so they need to. I keep saying it. Trade one of your defensemen for a score. You need it. Right, but who do you trade? Because again, we're, we we've talked about this before. You don't take away from your strength to improve a weakness. But now it's just the problem is it, it's not like trading one of your third light centers when you have a great three piece. Yes, they just have too many defensemen. Right, it's but not, it's not a matter of ice time. It is it is six defensemen and you cannot you cannot play. The okay, other so one. let's let's list right. Let's list the possible com- combinations. You have Slavin and Hamilton, mm-hmm. Gardner, Pesci, Edmondson, Van Reems. Like that's based on Capit. That's mm-hmm. based on Capit. Then you have Forsling and Hayden Fleury as your 7-8. Which defenseman do you get rid of? You're not getting rid of Gardner. You're not getting you, rid of Fleury because he's young. You're not oh, getting rid of Fleury. You don't want to get rid of Pesci or, oh, You don't want to get rid of any of them. The only for person... Second, for a second, my brain said Dougie Hamilton, but then I stopped that, it and said, no, you no, don't but, do that. But, but that's, that might be the solution. That, not solution. Like That might be the outcome. Do? That might be the end, the outcome, 
Because think about it, last year they were talking about trading Dougie Hamilton to bring in a scorer. Oh, I don't know. He's good. Why do people he is good. Dougie Hamilton? He just because likes to go he, to he has problems. Yeah, he likes going to museums. He likes to be doing his own thing. He's good. Jeff Merrick always <laughs> talks about the, they ask players who is the best one-timer in the league, and a lot of them say Dougie. It makes yeah. sense because they weren't playing him on the power play last year, which is just ridiculous. Well, look at the players you have. My like, I don't even know who like Dougie Hamilton's my go to my go to guy. Like to say, if I'm trading a defenseman, that's the guy because I think you can play Slavin on his on his offhand maybe mm-hmm. pair him with Gardner. I don't know how that would go, and then you have uh, Edmondson and Pesci and Hayden Fleury and Trevor Van Riemsdyk. But that looks like a whole different. Defensive core, when you get rid of Hamilton, I, I just well, the Gardner signing just doesn't make any sense to me. Still, the guard, oh yeah, it good, it really like, doesn't. Good for him, obviously, I, I can't. I, I, you're I, just upset he didn't sign I in Montreal. That's what. That. Par- That's why you're you're just upset he didn't sign in. Of course I am. In Montreal. All right, well, we'll talk about signings then. Okay. Um, we had we had some more signings. It, it's weird because like. The thing with us recording once a week is just so much stuff happens. I'm amazed that we haven't talked about Braden Point on the show, but it happened. He signs a three-year extension with Tampa. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a fantastic deal. Are we really that surprised? $20.25 million, AAV of 6.75. And the big thing here, of course, uh, salary in the last year of that contract. $9 million. $9 million, of course, for the qualifying offer. So, um, yeah. so I have a couple things. Mm-hmm. Number one, so the uh, – Brain Point's agent, uh, Jerry Johansson, he was on Sportsnet Good Show uh, with Ben Ennis and J.D. Bunkus. And he w- they were talking about the fact that it's a, it's a bridge deal because none of us thought. I, I, don't, I don't know about you. I did not think Braden Point was signing a bridge deal. So this is the quote. Teams like Tampa have been very successful with a certain structure. They do pay their guys, right, like Kucherov, uh, Stamkos, now Vasilevsky, those three guys are all getting paid. Uh, but the bridge deal has been something they've done with pretty much every one of their top with every one of their top players. So I think going into it, we were pre- prepared to go down that road, which is completely different than what most of us thought. I was about to say, it, first of all, kudos to those two for having like having in mind that they had to go down that road because it sounds like every other negotiation we've heard. Is, is the bridge seems to be, like, frowned upon, and it was the last result. Well, even with Matthew Kachuk, I know we'll talk about it later. Matthew Kachuk, I don't think, wanted to sign a bridge deal. No. I think it was towards the end. Now, it's interesting because this was, com- as soon as he signed, this came out, and it was completely out of nowhere, that uh, he had hip surgery, mm-hmm. and it's going to be out f- until, like, late October. Which is unfortunate. Which is unfortunate. I thought, like, no one said a thing. Like, it was completely hidden. Yeah. Or at least from Toronto. From do, you, t- do you think he told the Tampa Bay organization? Shut up. We'll Shut up. That later, <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Oh, Shut well, up. Um, I guess since you talked about him, also Matthew Kachuk signed a three-year deal. Um, Wait, what? Sorry, what do you think of the deal? Like, it's three years, 6.75. I was going to get into that. Oh, okay, fine. No, no, not Matt. No, but about Braden Point. What do you think of Braden oh, no, Point's deal? No, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Okay. So, and at the same time, Matthew Kachuk, not long after, also signs a three-year AAV of seven million dollars, <sighs> yeah. twenty-one million 
worth uh, also $9 million in the final year, but he will make less money because of taxes. The reason I bring up Matthew Kachuk is because I think it's very funny that even after signing Marner, Braden Point still kind of sets the market. I and, do, yes, and I was will, thinking the same thing. Of course, thing. a little later for another guy we have to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. It's a fantastic deal for Tampa. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so frustrating. It's, fu- it's so frustrating. We're going to talk about Jonathan Duran. But Jesus Christ, that's circuit uh, champion. I'm not worried about them having signed I don't care. What? Wait, wait, wait. I, I definitely uh-huh. told you this. I Next year, projected cap space based on 81 and a half. This is with the Vasilevsky signing. This is with everything. Seven and $7.3 million in cap space. So who do they have to resign? Anthony Sorelli, Matthew Joseph, uh, Kevin Shankirk if they want to bring him back, Yan Ruta if they want to bring him back, Mikhail Sergachev, and Eric Cernak. They'll, they'll get it done. What? No, they will. What? I've learned. Oh know. my god! No. I no no. I agree with you. I like they're somehow going to get this done. It's, they're somehow going, and it's so frustrating. It, I know. It's Terrible. so frustrating. Time and time again, the Tampa Bay Lightning figure this out. Uh, I'm going to try and find a tweet here. I think it was from Dmitry Filipovich. Yeah. And one more thing. Sorry. One yeah, more yeah, thing. Yeah, no, this is the related Ottawa to Ottawa Senators, the, like, I hate them. I absolutely hate them. You know, do you remember when, when it, we Damn, first, Callahan you Callahan. know, remember when we, f- we first talked about the Ryan Callahan trade? I was in... I was so mad. I was so mad that the Ottawa Senators got nothing. They got they got what a pick. They got a pick, and they had to give up Mike Condon. What? Like th- that's literally that's literally the definition. This is what you have Ottawa Senator trades. So I, because Mike Condon makes $3 million, is going to get paid $3 million. We have to get rid of him and get absolutely nothing from the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, listen, oh this, my is God. A, this is a tweet from it's probably ridiculous. One, of, one of my favorite follows in the NHL, Dmitry Filipovich. The Lightning went into the summer facing what looked like a bad cap crunch and surely having to lose someone legitimate. Uh, legitimate talent as well. Well, they lost some, JT Miller. Somehow, the only players that are gone are JT Miller, who they got a first for. Oh my god. They lost hold JT on. Miller. They got a first round somehow, pick out of it. Somehow, the only players gone are JT Miller, Anton Stroman, Ryan Callahan, and Jan Girardi. By the way, really funny tweet here. Tough look did, for the 13 14 range. Did you say Adam Ernie? Because they lost Adam Ernie too. Did you say Adam Ernie? I didn't. I, I don't. Is he that big of a deal? No, he's not, but he was an RFA. He, they ah. sent him to Detroit for a fourth-round pick. Oh, yeah, yeah, remember yeah. that. Um, so It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, it gets me so upset. Tampa are just, they're unfair. So, I, I'm, no, they're going to keep everyone. They're so going to keep everyone. It's they're, annoying. I'm, can we just go do this again? Like, I think we do this every episode. They have Andre Palat, 5.3. Uh, Yanni Gourd. 5.1. Tyler Johnson, 5. Alex Kalorn, 4.45. And they all have no, and they all have no trade clauses, and they're still all going to be on this team. How? How is this possible? I love how we all went from laughing at Tampa getting swept to we're all jealous of them again. 
The best part is they have this is their four goalies for next year. Vasilevsky, Curtis McElhaney, Louis Domingue, and Mike Condon. How they no held one on to somehow Louis Domingue made it through waivers and he went twenty one and five last year. No yes, you know what? He plays in front of a fantastic team. But I have watched plenty of games where Tampa have been crap and Andre Vasilevsky has stolen some points, including against the Montreal Oh, game. my God. So, I, I mean, yeah, so to Chuck, and on to Chuck's deal, I mean, yeah, good. I don't really mind. Not much to say. He did it. Um, well, he came out and was talking about he wants to keep the team together uh, for the future. Like, that was kind of the the point where it's like, yeah, like, I'm taking it. take you so long? Anyway, well, because I don't think he wanted a bridge deal. That was the. That's no. what the reality so, is. It's it's very interesting that at the same time he has the same salary in the last year as um as Braden Point. So it looks like him and his agent. I mean, his agent was Listen, talking and comparing point um how good Kachuk is at his age compared to where Point was. So it looks like we have another winger comparing himself to a center. Oh, great! So we'll get into that. And also, there is one more signing. Alex, my hot takes on this show have been absolutely terrible because I said, no, <laughs> Patrick Line is not going to play this year. Well, I, yeah, like I said the same thing. I so, said he's not going to be a Winnipeg all, Jet. All of a sudden, Dreger's like, oh, by the way, this is almost done. Then, oh, people, good. then it was reported Patrick Line signed a two year deal with uh, Winnipeg Jets, $13.5 million deal, 6.70 AV. Uh, the salary is 7.5, and then it's yeah. two years. You can't really do much about that. But at the same time, if he goes back to normal at the yeah. end of that deal, he's getting at least $11 million. Oh, God. Thoughts on Laine? Um, I'm, I was wrong. I said Patrick Laine will not be a Winnipeg Jet uh, by December 1st. Listen, I think you know how the, why this deal got uh, made? Why? Because Dustin Bufflin is currently not against the cap. They still have to sign Kyle Connor now. Right. They so like all respect to Dustin Bothlin, but the the Winnipeg Jets need to figure figure out what's going on. They do. Because it's gonna be tough. Right now, who's they have barely anyone on the right side. It is it is a shell. It is I'll check ouch. daily face off to see what they have right it, now it if is, you want to keep doing it's, it. Oh, you it, have it. No, no, sorry. I was just gonna keep talking. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. If you can find it. Iceberg. It was. It was. It's interesting. We'll see what happens at the end of the two years. Um, the locker room is going to be a huge factor. Uh, mm-hmm. We've t- we talked about this before. Like, there's high expectations set for uh, the the team by Shifley and Wheeler, and um, there's no complaints against that. Like. There should be high expectations. This is a great team. Uh, you need to continue to improve. Line is twenty one. No, no complaints on that end. His relationship with Brian Little, I have no idea. We'll see where that goes. Uh, Line said Little. Brian Little said that Line called him. They talked it out. It's all good. I want to see what it's like next year. I want to see what he plays like this year because he's going to score thirty goals. Yeah. Right, you agree. He's gonna for sure gonna score thirty goals. Okay, Adam has this thing up. I can't wait to hear it to the right side. So without Dustin Buffett. Oh good God. Um their defense advantage looked like this. The third pair is Dmitry Kulikov, oh. which I remind you he was close to being bought out. Uh Tucker Pullman, 
Second pairing. Oh, Tucker Pullman's on the right side, by the way. I've heard second good things pairing. about Tucker Pullman. Yeah, he's, he's young. It's just, you can't even take the pressure. Yeah. Uh, second pairing, Nathan Beaulieu and Sammy Niku on the right. Their top pairing is being shown as Josh Morrissey and Neil Pionk. Oh, God. Neil uh. Pionk. And I've heard very mixed things about so, Neil Pionk. Again, the right side is 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 a question mark. Neil Pionk. It's more than a question Nathan mark. It's Pullman. it's an exclamation mark. Now I I am I'm not gonna say anything about how I feel Tucker Pullman and Sammy Nika are new because whatever I say it would be the opposite. Of it. <laughs> um, but I am confident in saying that Neil Pionk will fall flat on his face. On the first pair, pair, probably. I mean that is just and watch he's gonna win the Norris now, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But I, I, I don't I don't know. This is it it's it doesn't look great, but then again if Bufflin comes back then So I don't remember if it was when Line A signed or Kachuk signed. Did you see the reports about Miko Rantanen? That remind me. Something about a deal between uh it was a bridge deal and there was a long term deal and it was somewhere between eight and nine million dollars. If Miko Rantanen signs a six to eight year deal, at, that's I'm okay. So that's okay. Between eight and nine million dollars, I don't know what I do. Like I don't know what I do. Like I might break down and cry a little bit. Like I might. Like I just lo- lose it. Like I'd be so upset. I don't know who, because it's ridiculous. Like every other. We, we've talked about this before. Like, now I'm going to get mad. Like, th- this is just a show of madness. It's ridiculous that he had, like, Mitch Marner, th- like, just pushes it to the end. And you, and, and Miko Rantanen is signing eight year is going to sign, like, a long-term, long-term contract for, like, eight to nine million dollars. And Mitch Marner says, oh, yeah, you know what? Three years, I'm going to, I want, like, nine million dollars no you're not worth nine million dollars on three years you're barely worth nine dollars on a six-year deal i'm really agreeing with you here um all right there's two big stories we have to talk about before we get into um our pre not preseason, but our before season predictions yeah. and all that which do you want to talk about we have austin matthews slash the captaincy situation and then we have jonathan Drew in the montreal um, let's just go with the Leafs to get it over with. Okay. Um. See, uh, the thing is, Alex, if 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 any of our listeners are from Ryerson, they're probably going to be journalism students. And in second year probably. so far, there's been a very big focus on ethical journalism, yeah. um, critical issues, and of course, life. So we're going to be very even careful. Even if he is a celebrity, yeah. and even. Of course, everyone's just come out and said he's basically done it. But but we're we're going to be very careful with this because we are both paranoid. <laughs> I doubt Austin Matthews will listen to the two on podcast. If he does, Austin, come on, you know, give us a shout out. Hey, hey we have a third. We have a third chair. We have a third chair. We have a third chair. So anyway, so so I I don't even know how to get into this. So do you want me to do it? Yeah, Alex, you're the okay. Listener, so, so a couple. Uh, it was earlier this week. Uh, you send me a text saying, search up Austin Matthews on Twitter and read the CBC article. So I did. Um, so Austin Matthews has been, he's been charged, correct? Um, he has been, uh, he has been charged. He has not been found guilty, but he's been charged. Pressing charges. Pressing charges. For yes. what's the, what's the, um. Uh, 
I'm just finding that right now. Uh, so the exact article says Matthew's 22 faces a charge of yeah. disorderly conduct disorderly conduct and disruptive behavior. Yes. Um, do I have to like? Do you want me to go over everything so that happened? I have the article, so okay, I'll read the article. Matt. Um, so of course there was this young young woman. Um, I, I'm gonna per, uh, forgive me for trying to say her name, but Dozy Thief. So she's a security guard, I guess, at this this condominium. At his condominium at his in condominium, Scottsdale, right? in where Scottsdale, his, yeah. Arizona, which yeah, of course Matthews is from. Uh, so she says while she was sitting in her locked car, I believe it was two three in the morning. Matthews and two of his friends, apparently, this was back yeah. in May, tried to get inside his ve- um her vehicle to try and get a reaction or see what her thing would be. Now, yeah, the problem here is 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 oh at first. I keep hitting the mic. I'm That's so okay. sorry. Um, is that I, this is difficult as a male because I have never been put in this situation. But I, it, right. what people need to realize is, is it's it's not murder. It's mm. not sexual. But it assault, is still it is still something. But it is still very much something. You have to put yourself in this. Per- think about yeah. You oh, are, I agree. You are a woman. Yes. By herself, locked in your car. Early morning, and three young guys are drunk trying to get into your vehicle. Or you are accused. Yeah, you're accused. yeah. yeah. So, yes. yeah. Sorry, in this hypothetical situation. In this situation. That these three guys are tr- a drunk off off their ass, or trying to get into your vehicle. And apparently, she also claims that as he was walking away, Matthew pulled down his pants and mooned her. Um, underwear still on. And and yeah. So there was a couple other things. I'm, I'm, I don't know if you've been keeping up with the updates. There's a couple other things that have been coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an earlier interaction between her and Matthews. I, I wasn't really sure. I, I didn't did, know about there, that. There was something. I don't exactly remember it off my head. I mean, it doesn't. That doesn't change what he, what he did. Like that doesn't make it right. I'm just saying. Like that's. This is new information that's come out. Um, there's also the fact that he. That when it was brought up to the manager, I think the manager then went to the went to Matthew's dad. Da, the dad like said, "No, I don't believe you," or whatever. Now, it's funny you say that because the CBC article <clears throat> I have in front of you, or the headline is um, "New Details Emerge in Also yeah. Matthew's Case as Woman Interviewed with Cops Been Released," and she says that I may not have cha- sorry. The deck of the article says yes. the woman may not have pressed charges yeah. if family had taken allegations more that, seriously. That's what I was getting to. Yes. That She kind of just basically got to the point that <clears throat> that she really wasn't going to charge, press, sorry, press charges, uh, but then the dad wasn't really... He was skeptical. Is what it, yeah, was like that's... It, it, it was not... Like, it wasn't handled well. Now... You've obviously said like it's not right. Just, and just, I, just one thing, by the way, um, the Canadian press has tried to reach out to his father, but there yeah. hasn't been anything from him. So just yeah, listen, you've said like it's not right, and I'm not gonna argue that it's not like what he did is is not right. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and argue for Austin Matthews because I don't I I don't think I should because I don't agree with what like I don't agree that what he did was right. I don't. Sure, it may seem funny, but really, it's not that funny. The people who are saying he's a young guy making mistakes—no, that's that's not good enough. No, I, and and I agree, he's a young guy making mistakes, but that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse to, to say, you know what? Oh, you know, let's like let's be light on him because he's a young guy making mistakes. No, he's this should be a lesson, 
and I and I think a lot of people don't look at it this way is is that he's a yes he's a young guy making mistakes and he needs to learn from his lesson. Now, um, of course, the thing that's really really made this worse. Actually, first of all, also the people saying that have that NHL players have gotten off with stuff worse than this. Mm-hmm. Of course, I think people talk about the accusations facing Austin Watson and the accusations versus Saba Moynhoff. The problem <clears throat> here is, yes, his charges may not be the same as that, but because of the player he is, he's one of the best in the league and the market he right. plays in, that's what's and, made this worse. Yes, and that's that's kind of the next point I wanted to get to, mm-hmm. um, is that, yes, he made a mistake. He's apologized for it. Um, I again, I don't agree with what he did. I don't think what he did was right, but I think he's apologized. What else does he need to do? Um, well, like, until the, the case is settled, there's not much he can do. Sure, he can go apologize to this to uh, this woman. We're not like there's a good chance we're not going to know if that happens. Nor so we. yeah, like it's none of our business if he apologizes personally to her or not. So can, like, why can't we? just move on from the situation like yes he did it i agree with what that he did was wrong but how long are we going to continue talking about this now one of the biggest things about this <clears throat> that, that came out is apparently is that I, I, I don't mean to laugh about what i'm laughing about now is not about no, the case yes, the yes, charges, but it is the I, fact yeah. that this happened obviously in may now as you know it goes it was, it goes january yeah. february march April when the lease got eliminated and then in May, May yeah this happens he told Matthews told his family apparently yeah he told his agent and his agent didn't tell anyone and no one told the Leafs they yeah. found out on Twitter like, like everyone, everyone else. else I have seen a good bit of Kyle Dubas his interviews but in that one on uh about this I was like oh yeah, no, that oh, it no. was not good. I, That's, I, it's like a kid trying not to tell his parents he got detention. Except it's it's a except lot serious. It's a lot more serious. It's not you know throwing sand. In yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot more serious. But it, I, I, that was I, we talked about this in 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 our classes, and I said I would be amazed if somehow the police did it. No, and again I was wrong. They didn't. Know. Yeah, they did know. I remember. I'm like, how did he man. not tell them? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wonder if his thought process was, I'm going to tell the agent, my agent, and my agent's going to go tell them. I don't know if that's his thought process. That is the first thing that kind of came to my mind, but that I think that was a mistake. He's admitted to it. He's like, you know what? That was a mistake on my part. Um, now, uh, people have now said, there's this weird split of camp of people saying... <clears throat> You know, of course, the big talk about the captaincy was with Austin Matthews. Yeah. And people saying, you can't give it to him now. People saying, well, what's the problem with it? Now, the, what I originally s- said to you outside of the pod was, if you were going to give it to him, you you can't. If you want to do it later and you're like in, in Christmas time, then. But for now, you cannot give it to him. Now, since an Alec Freeman has come out and said that apparently the thought in the least organization has been John Tavares... Now I I trust Elliot Freeman a lot, um, so so but I, it's just, it's very weird to me how everyone was talking about Matthews, and, and why again, is that? Oh, no, wait, I mean wait, about wait, Matthews wait. being captain, and now Freeman saying that apparently the thought thing has been some people in the Leafs thought Matthews, but apparently it's been Tavares. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably one of the, the few times I've really... Now, of course, Friedman said, he's like, this is just what I'm hearing. And there are very few times I've ever questioned Elliot Friedman. Um, I'm a big fan of the guy. Great, fantastic person. Great at his job. But it's, it's, it's interesting to me. Now, what's going to happen? Of course, I've been a Morgan Riley fan. Both of us so have been forever. But it, it seems like it's for sure that Austin Matthews will not be the captain. Obviously, this situation is a lot bigger than the captaincy. But in the world of hockey, that has been the story. Yeah, I, I think even <clears throat> started even when we started this podcast, <clears throat> and we had one talk about uh, captains and their importance. You said who who's the captain of the Leafs, and I said Morgan Riley. I'm pretty sure I said Morgan Riley. Even when, <clears throat> even when like we talk outside, like outside of the podcast, like it's listen like really when it comes down to it it seems like all the talk is john Tavares and austin matthews and if i'm picking between those two i think you make it austin matthews now it's a little bit different yeah anything else to say on this situation no no okay no but i have one thing completely separate before you move on to our early season or jonathan Drew whatever we're gonna do next yeah go ahead um i was gonna do this at the beginning of the episode and i forgot are you big NHL 20 fan? Uh, I wish I could play more with school, but yeah, I'm a big fan. So I was playing last night. I was playing Ultimate Team. And I think, like, a lot of people say this. I'm playing – I just started. Like, I was playing a bunch of single player to get my team better because, like, every time I go on online, even in Division 10, last night I played uh, someone who had Ron Hextall as their goalie, and their first two lines were all icon players, like legends. I'm like, what the hell? Like, it's Division 10. Yeah. And then they had, like, Steven Stamkos and Shea Weber. I'm like, man, like, why why do I even, like, try to play? Like, I'm literally just, every time I get past, like, my own, get past the center line, I get the puck taken away from me. Like, I can't do anything. So you ran into a kid who got his kid. His, uh, yeah, his man. I think so because, like, it's like, I like John Gibson. It was, like, 82 overall. I'm like, I can't do anything. Like, I just keep getting sniped on, and I can't do anything about it. Like, my defense is not that good. My forwards, like, I have, who do I have? Like, I have, like, Nylander. Like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Oh, God. That's what I have That's what I have to say about NHL 20. So it sucks. I want to start off it. Jonathan Drouin. Oh, okay, go. Alex, can you read off what's on the back of my shirt? <clears throat> it says Jonathan Drouin, number 92. I'm wearing my Drouin shirt today. Now, this is a tweet from um, from Andrew Berkshire. <clears throat> the Jonathan Drew and hate wouldn't be nearly as intense if Bergevin and local media hadn't vastly overhyped him when he was acquired. He is what he is, a good offensive player and defensive liability on a decent contract, not the superstar he was billed as. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> I agree with him. Um, <laughs> but the problem is... is, is uh, Again, we also talked about this outside the pod. Um, it, it seems at this point that they have to trade Jonathan Drouin because... Apparently, he's, they're not. They've all... We'll get to that. They've all just turned... The fan base has turned on it. And in Montreal, playing here, just there, sorry, just becomes so much more wor- like so yeah. much worse because of how intense it is there. And the fans, right? Not everyone can play in Montreal. When it's good, it's the best, but when it's bad, it's you don't want to be there, right? Right. 
Um, no, they did ask Mark Bergevin about Can I, it. Can I read the quote? Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. the quote is Mark Bergevin. So but this is from... Before you do, yeah. when I asked him about if he was training P.K. Zivan, he said... Nah, he said the same thing. We're not training P.K. Zivan. <laughs> that's what when I was going to say. When they asked him about Alex Galchenyuk, he said, <laughs> we're not training Alex Yeah. So they asked him, are you training John? He goes, I don't know where they, they come from. This is from Eric Engels. So it goes, I don't know where they come from. Most of those reports are from somebody in his basement in Toronto. So I don't pay attention to that, to be honest with you. But wait, there's more. So do you know Justin Fisher? Okay, mm-hmm. so he retweets it. And he goes, Steve actually lives in Oshawa. Thanks. <laughs> I was crying. Steve as in like Steve Dangle yeah. just to put it out there but I thought it was so funny because it came out of nowhere like I'm scrolling through my Twitter timeline and this just pops up and it hit me I'm like wow he's like just throwing shade so by the way so he said he's not trading Jonathan Drew yeah. which means Jonathan Drew is not being a Montreal Canadian now he's well, not playing tonight he is scratched I, I thought it was interesting because he said he has he, in preseason, he had some good mo- moments, but overall, we need more. And then he continued to defend Jonathan Drouin by saying he's not the only one who's not up to par right now. He wasn't. So and he, he wasn't. <clears throat> there were a lot of players that weren't playing. He's well. like, I can name you two or three guys right now who can, who are not up to par. I thought that was interesting. Um, Jonathan Drouin also said it wasn't <clears throat> a place to comment on it. And apparently today, um, Elliot Freeman said that the relationship is now rocky mm. with the team and Jonathan Druin and he's not playing tonight he is scratched yeah uh, and it looks like most of the regulars are in Kale Fleury Ryan Paling is now healthy and playing tonight and Ryan that's good and Nick Suzuki are all playing so listen you know why I think the problem started especially if be- between him and the fan base is when he claimed that he had worked so hard <clears throat> in the summer to change everything sure but I think it started before that too I think it started when in his last 27 games he had eight points, and four of them came, right? Four, eight points, correct? Yes. And four of them came in the 8-1 win over Detroit. Like that, if if he's a player I traded uh, Mikhail Sergachev for, uh, that worries me. Well, don't bring that up. <clears throat> okay, I won't. You know what? The worst part is, is is considering how hard the Habs were playing towards the end of the last season to try and make it, how they missed by two points, makes him look even worse that he wasn't able to produce. Because think about if he did produce. Exactly. Montreal's a playoff team. We, we, uh, we, we win the cup. Okay. Yeah, we sweep Tampa and carry prices all the rest of the world. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to say I agree with that. But. Okay, well, we can agree to disagree. Yes, we can. Uh, is there anything else we really want to say about Jean? Yes, I found so. Uh, from, this is from A Winning Habit uh, from Ken McMillan. Uh, there's potential trade destinations. And I, wanna, <clears throat> I want to see if you'd agree with these. Okay. Okay, so there was three, but two of them are actually relevant now. Uh, Druen to the Wild for Jason Zucker. I would be very okay with that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Drouin to the New York Islanders for Nick Letty. I think that was something that that was on the article, but you brought that up to me on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, or for uh, TJ Brody. <clears throat> yeah, and then this one—it's uh, obviously not happening, but it was on there, and I just want to hear what you have to say. Uh, Drouin, Kale Flurry, and a first for Patrick Liner. Leave. No. No, I'm just saying it says not. I I put not happening because no. he signed. Okay. No, go away. I don't care. No, you I don't want Patrick Liner. First game, Flurry. No, leave me alone. Okay, and then I saw this one. This is uh, 
our armchair GM. Uh, so the trade is with Edmonton. So it's Darnell Nurse and Yessi Pugliarvi and to Montreal for Jonathan Drouin and Brett Kulak. Well, say that again. Drouin and Kulak for who? Darnell Nurse and Yessi Pugliarvi. I'm Edmonton, I say no, but if I'm Montreal, I never do that. Even though Brett, Mark Dumont, the athletic, has like a <coughs> love story with uh, with uh, young Brett Kulak. He's a really good third pairing guy on a great team, but for for Darnell and possibly a reconfidence, Puliarvi playing on the right side to help Gallagher down in the depth chart, I like it, but you know. But I'm would just, you take it? Uh, I would if I'm Montreal, yeah. Yeah, so would I. Um, so would I. I was gonna say something, but I I can't remember. Oh, now. are we gonna do the season previews? Yeah. Okay. Before we do the season previews, can we just talk about Rasmus? Like, can I just go on yeah, for Rasmus Sandin? Because I know I forgot to bring him up last last week when when I said uh, what is my favorite part of the preseason. Before you do, I just remembered what I was gonna say, and I go. need to, I need to get this out. Go um, go. I wanted I want everyone to take a moment to pray for um, Jake Evans. Got cut. Shouldn't have. I thought he got brought up again. He did not. Oh, so I was very upset about that. Go on, I just wanted to, to, to everyone spare a thought for Jake Evans. Oh, shouldn't make the team. Whatever, I'm over it. Nothing big to worry about. Um, Rasmus Sandin is going to be the Leafs' left uh, third pair left-sided defenseman. Uh, he played. I mean, it was it, the game did go into overtime, but he played 30 minutes. Mike Babcock played a 19-year-old 30 minutes. Like, that kind of says something to me. Like, I think he likes Rasmus Sandin. And and I thought that was interesting because I think we talked about it Thursday. Mm -hmm. I brought it up to you. I said, yeah, man, like Rasmus Sandin has, like, to me has been quite impressive. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, Babcock, like, has been praising him. And you go, that, that must mean something. Yeah, because well, considering they also waived Jordan Schmoller and Ben Harper today, that's yeah, even better for is anyone going to pick like take either of those players? Like, do you think a team would claim? Maybe Schmaltz, but not Harper. Yeah, not Ben Harper. God, I can't believe he's the Leaf. Uh, but you know who is an Ottawa Senator? Scott Sabrin. Yeah, he got his contract. I just, I just want to point that the out. Guy there. who Austin Matthews verbally <laughs> murdered. Visually, sorry, visually, visually. As he tried to figure out who he visually, was. Visually, yeah. who are you? Uh, okay. I, yeah, I just want to say, like Rasmus Sandin is, uh, is a great player. He'll be your third line, third sorry, third pairing defenseman. All right, so do you want to go ahead and, and lead us in this discussion? Okay, so there's three parts to this season preview. Uh, we got our crazy early playoff predictions. Mm -hmm. Then I would like to ask you for the line combinations for the Montreal Canadiens. Okay. I will give you the line combinations for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And then we're going to do our early season trophy candidates. Okay. Trophy winners, sorry. So do you want me to give you a thing on Montreal's lines first? Or go. Do you go. No, go right now. Go do the line combos. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm going to keep... Let me get daily face-offs here to compare. Um, of course, I think the top line of Tomas Tata. Um, uh, of course, with Philippe Deneau and Brendan Gallagher, I think that stays the same. 
now the second line is really interesting because, of course, it's going to be centered by Max Domi probably. And I don't know if Nick Suzuki is ready for it. They have him penciled in there right now. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a look. But also, I, 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 if it was me, see, I keep Dino Gallagher Tatar thing. But then I would try, emphasis on try a second line of. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. No, I didn't mean to swear. I meant to send that to my mom. That's I'm so okay. sorry. That's okay. I am sorry. Okay, hold on a minute. Um, I am derailed here. Sorry. I just wanted to make sure. I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, Yeah. Dino Gallagher Tatar. I try out Suzuki Domi, and I actually put Paul Byron on the second line. Okay. I try out Yasperi Kokiniemi with Joel Armia and uh, Jonathan Druin. I see if they can do. That's a really skillful line, and Armia can do all the hard work there. And Kokiniemi is a great two-way player. He looked really good against Toronto. Probably only Heidler did in that game. And then the fourth line is kind of fascinating to me because I really like Jordan Wheel. He's played really well, and I think you can put him anywhere in the lineup. He's been really good as have. So I think my fourth line would probably be Paling, Lekkanen, and Jordan Wheel. But I think you, you can roll with all four of those lines, and I think you can move certain people down. I think beside the first line of, of Dino, Gallagher, Tatar, I think the rest of them you can, you can just move. <laughs> You can juggle all you want. Of course, Mete Weber is, is obviously going to be a thing. I think Petrie Sherratt would be a pleasant surprise. Sherratt's going to let Petrie do all his crazy offensive stuff. Yeah. And I agree with the Kulak Flurry third pairing. That's a, I really like that. Really like that pairing. And by the way, if there's ever an injury, you bring up Jake Evans. You're right. Um, and then I don't need to tell you about. Price yeah, we are. Yeah, we already know. Yeah. We already know. Um, so the Leafs, first line. Janssen, Matthews, Nylander. Okay. And I know <clears throat> I said at the beginning that Janssen didn't really fit with Matthews. But I think it'll be a different year. <clears throat> then Kasperi Kapanen, John Tavares, and Mitch Marner. Question. Yes. Does Zach Hyman take that second line top when he gets healthy? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Then you have... Mikhaev, Kerfoot, and Moore as your third line. For now, because when when Hyman comes back, you put Kasperi on the third line and then Moore on the fourth line. And then for now, it's Patan, Gautier, and Spezza. And I really like a four... Well, to be honest, I really like a fourth line of Moore, Gautier, and Spezza. And then you play uh, Patan as your third line right winger just to see... <clears throat> how that would work out. That's is making Freddie look good. You'll have to see it. Oh, yeah. Um, and then your defensive pairings, Riley, CeCe. You keep with that? Yeah, like what else are you going to do for right now? Especially Dermot's not healthy. Uh, I keep seeing, like, Riley has made CeCe look okay. Like, better than Zaitsev. Uh, which is which is which isn't very hard, but that's kind of all I want from the trade. Uh, then Muzzin Berry, which would be like wow, oh my god, and then Sandine and Marinson for now. Like, I'm not even like I'm very okay with this defensive no core. I I don't care. I'm so okay with this. And then when Dermot comes back, you put Dermot on your third pairing. Okay. And then Anderson and uh, Hutchinson. Okay. So what now? Trophies and playoff no, predictions? Yeah, or? so let's go playoff predictions. All right. 
let's let's start with the Atlantic Division since we know we know it best. Toronto, uh, Toronto, Boston, Tampa. Not in that order, but okay. Yeah. Does a does a um, does a wild card team come out of the? Uh, yeah, Montreal. Okay. I, I thought you said Montreal wasn't making the playoffs. When did I say that? Last uh, last episode, no, I, I said, said I don't know. Would be fighting tooth and nail with uh, for the Panthers. Okay. Um. Yeah. What about you and the Atlantic? Honestly. Uh, we'll get to the wild cards after. <clears throat> okay. Then top three, same as last year: Bruins, Leafs, Lightning. Same as the last two seasons. Yeah. Like no specific order. Okay. Um. In the Metro, I'm going. To, I think the Caps are winning it. Okay. I'm gonna be brave and say that the. I'm gonna say that the Philly that Philly gets second. I don't know why I have a feeling about Philly this year. And I think third, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I keep going back on back and forth with Pittsburgh, but it, it's just something. It's just Sydney Crosby. I'm, I'm not counting it out anymore. So yeah, I'm going Washington, Philly, Pittsburgh. So I have Washington. First, I have um, I have Pittsburgh. No, I have Carolina second. Okay, cool. And Pittsburgh third. Okay, uh, wild cards. I'm gonna go with Montreal, and I'm going to say Florida as well. I don't. I don't know what. I don't believe in the Rangers. I just. I think there's something there. Um, but. The Islanders are going to fall flat on their face. The Devils don't have goaltending. Columbus has nothing except yeah. for two good defensemen. So I'm going to go with both Florida and Montreal. I have Flyers and Montreal. Okay. All right. That's fair. I don't. Th- I think Florida's going to be overhyped. Isn't it so annoying that I can see every team except Minnesota in the Central? <laughs> yes, I'm looking at the Central. I'm like, I don't know. Okay, what the so hell I think it, it's 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 fair to say. Okay, let's look at the Pacific first. The oh. Pacific's the same as last year. Calgary, yeah, Calgary, San Jose, Vegas. Vegas. And then I guess like. Are you sure the Oilers aren't making? I'm just joking. I'm just, I'm just joking. Um, okay, and the Central, I'm going. Let me just count: Colorado, Dallas, Preds, Blues. Jets, I just don't. Okay, I'm going to say confidently the three teams make it in the Central Division are going to be Colorado, Dallas. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. Okay, all right. I'm going to say four. I'm going to give them a wild card right away. For sure, give the both. Blues, the Preds, the Stars, and Colorado are yeah. going to make it. Yeah. You have the three in the Pacific, and that eighth spot is going I'm, – I'm going to give it – Give it to Arizona. The second wild card team would be the Arizona Coyotes. Okay, uh, so the top three in the Central are uh, Blues, Predators, Avalanche, mm-hmm. wild card team uh, Dallas, and it's tough. It's tough because it depend. Like I'd say the Winnipeg Jets. But it's dependent on if Kyle Connor and Dustin Bufflin both come back. Like one bad week and like it's just gonna be a mess in the central. I like I don't know uh, because I, I wanna say the Coyotes, like I think the Coyotes have a chance. Like, you know, they bring in Phil Kessel. If Anti Ranta stays healthy. Darcy Kemper can do what he did last year as well. If Dar yeah. It's like uh, <laughs> what the hell? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the. Um, 
Winnipeg Jets. Okay. Uh, yeah. Trophies? Yeah. Okay. Uh, who's going to win the heart? Uh, I'm going to go with for the heart trophy. Yeah. Connor McDavid. Really? I'm going with the cop-out answer. But okay, yeah. I send Nikita Kucherov. Yeah? Well, I, I, well, because, listen, like, Connor McDavid probably should have won it last year, too. The year before. Uh, yeah, but his well, team doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah. His teams did not make Which the playoffs. Which is another debate entirely on this. Yeah, I'm just, hard, yeah, but, of course, of course. But, yeah. But I think it's going to be Nikita Kucherov again. Yeah, I mean, and I think an honorable me- mention, too, if he's healthy, Austin Matthews, he can do it. Well, that's what David Pasternak said. So. Yeah. Um, Lady right. Bing. Lady Bing. Oh, yeah. the nice guy who scores a lot. Um, yeah. I'm going to give it to Alex Barkov again. Really? Yeah. I gave it to uh, Ryan O'Reilly. Didn't he win it a couple years ago when he had like one penalty in playing for Broken Stick? And then the I next think so. year he drove, his team, he drove his truck into a Tim Hortons? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, my God. sweet. All right. Uh, Vesna. Uh, Carrie Price. Okay, you just said okay, uh, Andre Vasilevsky. Okay, uh, Calder. Um, it's down to two players, man. It's honestly down to two players. You're not giving Nick Suzuki and Ryan Paley any credit. No, I'm not. Um, I'm giving them none. I feel like there's someone. Well, no, because don't forget there are a few defensemen who technically are still rookies. Kale right, but, yeah. I'm gonna go with Cam McCarr. I there's gave it. About him. I gave it Capo Caco. Yeah. Not even Jack Hughes. Okay. Capo Caco. All right. Fair. Okay. Uh, Art Ross. Connor McDavid. Yeah, Connor McDavid. <laughs> uh, Norris. Ooh, this is interesting. Um, I think you're gonna hate my answer. Yeah. You're gonna hate my answer. I think I'm going to give it to Morgan Riley. That was my answer. Okay. I I'm like you'll listen. Like if he has the same type of or if he imp- improves based on what he did last year. But if I think, he's healthy. Watch out for Eric Carlson. Yes, yes, of course. I'm just going that Eric Carlson's going to get injured. Yeah. Okay, Ted Lindsay. Um, McDavid again. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, people, the, the, the players actually recognize what that award's supposed to be, and they keep giving it to him. Yeah, they know what's up. Uh, Selkie. Uh, it should. I want Bergeron to finally get that last one so okay. he has the most. Okay. But I, at the same time, they're not giving any credit to Sasha Barkov, so I'm going to give that to Barkov. Yeah, I gave, it to ba- I gave it to Barkov, too. Okay. Rocket Richard. Uh, Ovechkin or Matthews. I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if either or miss won it. Uh, yeah, I, I put Ovechkin just because I want him to break the record. And, yeah. the, and the last one. Oh, wait, I was what? so mad. So I what? got Ovechkin. I signed him on, like, an NHL 20. Ovechkin okay. didn't resign, so I brought him in. Yes. He won me a cup, right? Yeah. The bastard retired. He was still 92 when he no, retired. Yeah. He was five goals oh, short of breaking Gretzky's record God. in my game. I'd I be was, so mad. I, I would I be furious. I wanted to throw my controller off. I'd be furious. Like, Alec, you're still good, Alec. He had yeah. 70 goals the year he retired from my game. I was like, Have you noticed that the goal scoring has gone up in that game? Yeah. In GM mode? Like, Man, I got ridiculous. one season, I had like 20 players I, in I, a, with 100 points or more. I had him and Hughes together. So Hughes had like 120 points. Ovechkin had 150 with 70 goals. Kaka was my second line guy, but he played what? on the power play. What so team? Wait, 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 wait. What team were you playing the, with? The Nordiques. How did you get Kako, Jack Hughes, and Alex Ovechkin, so Ovechkin all on the same I team? I signed Ovechkin yeah. because he obviously left the Capitals. Okay. Um, I was so 
Oh, so Capo somehow fell to four, which is where I was drafting, and I traded Brett Burns for the first overall pick because I got him in the expansion draft. And, of course, my Norris Trophy Eric Gustafson I got from Chicago in the expansion draft. Oh, my God. Yeah. But anyway... Okay, um, last one, last one. Jack Adams. Um, okay. Um... John this, Hines, if the Devils make it. This one I had a tough one with. I, the reason I say John Hines is because it's the team that's bad, but then you make it, so congratulations, your coach gets the trophy. Yeah. So Or Rick Tockett Okay. Arizona. Uh, you know, I gave it to someone who I put in a wild card spot. I gave it to Alain Vigneault. Where is he again? Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. I gave it to the Philadelphia coach because last year was it should, it should have been – the playoff year, but it wasn't. And then they brought in brought in Vigneault, and I'm like, okay, I think this is like, this is it. Like I think I mean, other than the Kevin Hayes signing. You remember who his assistant is, right? Oh, uh, the name's not coming to me, but I, I definitely know. Michelle Terry. Oh Lord. Okay, fun times. Anyway, Alex, I think that's everything. Yeah. Let's just quickly give Twitter one last check. Well, you want to look at my... I, I drafted a fantasy hockey team last night. I was so excited. Okay. Do you want to hear it? Sure. Okay, once it loads. Oh, here we go. Okay. Alex Ovechkin. Solid pick. Ryan O'Reilly. Solid pick. Elias Lindholm. Yeah, could be solid. Andre Svechnikov. If they give him power play time, solid. Uh, William Nylander. Solid. Brock Besser. If he's healthy, solid. Nino Niederreiter. Should be solid. Uh, Andreas Anathanasiu. Uh, Good the lord. The guy we all get mixed up with uh, Bianca and Jeshu. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All uh, right. Andreas Janssen. Okay, I like that. Brett Burns. Okay, yeah, have fun getting 90 points. Matt Dumba. Yeah, solid. Z- stay healthy, too. Zach Wierenski. Yeah. If, uh, jo- Josh Morrissey. That, 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 that could be really good or really bad. Colton Pareko. Yeah, that's a slam dunk. Uh, Jake DeBrusque. Yeah. Malkin. Okay, yeah. Giordano. How did you not mention Malkin yet? Well, because he's on my bench right now because I moved, I made some adjustments. Oh, right, yeah, Giordano's great. Uh, Konechny. Okay. And Sandheim. I like it. And then my three goalies are Vasilevsky, Gibson, and Grubauer. I like it. Grubauer could be a real steal there. I was feeling quite happy when I made these picks last night. All right, Alex. Well, I think that's everything. That is everything. Solid episode. Yeah, man. I mean, you got mad. I got mad. Open some hockey cards. We opened some hockey cards, and I got McDavid. We'll probably keep the card tradition going as long as they have them out. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. Um, you know what to do. Like, share, subscribe. Especially share. Reach out. Rate us. Twitters. All that will be in the Twitter. description. Thanks to Alex. Yeah. I guess next episode, me and you are both going to this, the 31 Thoughts live programming um, on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll We're probably gonna, talk about that. Stella, Chris Johnson, Steve Dangle, Elliot Friedman, and um, Jeff Merrick. That's going to be really fun. I that's just found fun. out I'm going to the Leafs home opener on Wednesday. Oh, congrats. So. That's going to be fun. we got lots to talk about. Yeah. All right, well, then. Yeah. Uh, next episode will be kind of weird. Because, yeah, I don't know when we're doing it. Um, yeah. Because. Squid to figure out because school schedules were all busy, but we want to get one done because the season is starting, obviously. Um, the one after that, the one will be around Thanksgiving and around my birthday. And around your birthday, but we'll we're not going to do it that yeah. weekend. So that's weird. To, so we'll uh, have like a two week, there's no giving you no podcast. All right. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, um, we'll see you back whenever we see you. May not be 
for a few weeks, but we will come back bigger, faster, stronger. Better. Uh, go ahead and Alex, listen to Alex's podcast. Oh, yeah. Show, because I'm sure if you get a chance, you'll talk about some hockey there. Oh, I'm literally most of it's hockey. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of... Perfect. That's okay. I think that's everything. Yeah, man. All right. Goodbye. Awesome. See you. We love you.